The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. It was a lady recently who said on February 25th, 2014, You see, hear, and feel that in the hearts of many people, there is no God. They do not want Him because they are far from prayer and do not have peace. You little children pray, live God's commandments. It was Abraham Lincoln who said, America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose our freedoms, it would be because we were we destroyed ourselves. And so it is, our lady is saying there's many people who there is no God in their life or even belief. How do we propagate this so quickly when we were such a Christian nation just a few short years ago? Except what Elijah just told us, who still believe, live God's commandments. The economic situation that we face today is based on making quick profit, our huge profit, 
as quickly as possible. And nothing's wrong with profit. But when we go with the love of money and seeking our profit, then that becomes a problem. And as scriptures just said, the love of money, that's the evil. And so people want to make money for the love of it rather than the necessity of an exchange, which God understands that we have, but we don't seek it in a way that we're enraptured with it. And GMO could be that one sign of many that shows we are so into making more profit as quickly as we can, any way we can, without the consequences of weighing those things out. But thank goodness there's some rebellion against that. But genetically modified organisms are things that have never appeared upon the earth before. And we don't think there's any consequences when we commit this sin. And I say sin. That there's not going to be consequences that come back to us in our bodies, in our society, in our economy. This one aspect of how we do things, already when GMO came up, Dow, was it not Dow or DuPont? Not DuPont, it was, um, I guess it was maybe... Uh, DuPont, I think I may have the wrong companies. Anyway, they sued a farmer whose field across the road from his field had planted GMO. He planted conventional crops and infected his GMO, and he got sued for growing their crops, and he won. Incredible. Monsanto, that's it. I know he'd come to me. So Monsanto sued this farmer, and he won. You can't keep it out of your fields, so you can't keep it out of your your food chain. Remember a couple of years ago, it was taco shells, or several years ago, that made people really violently sick because it was genetically modified. It was only for animals. Well, if we can't eat and get sick, what about the animals that we eat ourselves? So the read we have this week is just really about this, and it gives hope, at least in one area, that we're because we can pick what we want, we can have a revolution against some of this. This comes from a conservative magazine called Newsmax and is written by David Patton is entitled Cheerios GMO Ban Feeds Controversy General Mills announcement that its Cheerios brand no longer will contain genetically modified organisms or GMO products could have repercussions far beyond your breakfast table the GMO free cereal boxes will declare not made with genetically modified ingredients Tom Forsyth, Vice President of Global Communications for General Mills, minimized the significance of the January change in a blog post. Re-engineered crops that resist blight and pests are already in widespread use. What changed is how we source and handle certain ingredients in our plants, he stated. We did it because we think consumers may embrace it. But other firms are bound to follow suit. Kellogg Company's Kashi brand and Chipotle Mexican Grill Incorporated have announced they will eliminate GMO ingredients. Whole Foods Market has given vendors until 2018 to get rid of such products. The change means General Mills will have to find suppliers of cornstarch and sugar who can vouchsafe that their products are natural rather than artificially tweaked. 
The GMO ban will not apply to the company's other brands, including Honey Nut Cheerios, Apple Cinnamon, or Multigrain. But the symbolic impact of banning GMOs from a 75-year-old iconic cereal brand may be far-reaching. Colin O'Neill, Director of Government Affairs for the Center for Food Safety, a D.C.-based nonprofit pushing for sustainable alternatives to industrial-scale agriculture, called the Cheerios announcement a welcome shift. Companies may be reacting to the consumer sentiment on GMOs. A New York Times survey in July 2013 found that 93% of Americans favor advisories when products contain GMOs. There is no state or federal GMO labeling requirement. Last year, more than 25 state legislatures considered bills requiring that consumers be advised when products contain GMOs. Laws passed by two states, Connecticut and Maine, won't take effect until neighboring states enact similar measures. So far, O'Neill says, General Mills' concession is mere window dressing. But he acknowledges it could be the start of a trend. I would imagine we'd see other companies following suit, trying to shift some of their brands or product lines to non-GMO, he says. If you go to the grocery store and you have a choice of genetic modified or non-genetic modified, what are you going to choose? Even if you have to pay 25 cents, 35 cents, 50 cents more, what are you going to do? Most people have got any common sense. It's an easy pick. So this is hopeful that maybe something with this may change and probably will. Probably will. I would buy it. Uh, if you read much about GMOs and you studied it or you looked at it and researched it, this is something that is part of us putting God's before false gods before our God. It's broken the first commandment. Man thinks he's so smart he can do these things. Years ago, probably 15, 20 years ago, in Colorado, they started collecting all these seeds from across the world and putting them in nitrogen tanks to freeze them because they know there's going to be some kind of blight, something's going to happen, wipe them all out. And they need to go back to the organic, original plant, like the tomato, which I think found in South America. So man sees these things, and yet he races toward this because they want to get the growth factor. They get more bushes per per acre, all for money. Not even weighing out the consequences. So we have this taking place, which General Electric. Now these places in the fifties were 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 more on the angle of providing something of a service while they made a living. All this concept of Making a living is is ultimate. It's not about what people get or concerned with the health. But of course, this again is what our lady's coming for. This is again is what made people more godless. This is why our lady says, "You see, hear, and feel that in the hearts of many people there is no God. There's no consideration of God. How did He make things? Why did He make things? The explosion on horse training these days is that." the people that really can take these horses and train them in the way they do is that they they look at the horse and think about how God made that, how his natural instinct are, and they're training them 10 times faster, 10 times better, without exaggerating that. And so Ali is trying to get us to look at God's creatures, bless them through the way God made it, work within that cycle or that system or the way the makeup is, and it flourishes. But you can't do what we've been doing and expecting things to prosper. But yet we got a whole system of man getting ready for 
training and conditioning the millennialists, the young people, to accept things that's not natural, to get away from things of exchange in a new way, so really conditioned in this way. And even Monopoly and Southwest is looking to change these right now. This comes from Mark Hitchcock's book, The End of Money. We are now cashless. Normally, like many people, I don't listen carefully to what flight attendants say as they robotically go through their pre-flight spiel. However, on September 25, 2008, on a Southwest Airlines flight from Oklahoma City to Dallas, my ears perked up as I heard the flight attendant announce, We are now a cashless cabin. At first, her statement didn't sink in, but then she went on to explain that the airline no longer accepts cash for beer, wine, or liquor. Wow, Southwest Airlines is now cashless. I went to the airline's website and I found this announcement. If you've been on a Southwest flight, you've no doubt heard the flight attendant ask for change for a $20 bill. Well, those days are going the way of knee socks and penny loafers. Beginning September 9th, Southwest will flip the switch and accept only credit and debit cards for beer, liquor, and energy drink purchases. Since then, I've noticed that each Southwest Airlines attendant carries a small electronic credit card scanner for processing drink orders. Other airlines have followed suit. According to the New York Times, American Airlines is joining the growing number of airlines with cashless cabins. Starting this summer, America, American will begin accepting only credit and debit cards for items like headsets and alcoholic beverages purchased on onboard domestic and Canada flights. Other airlines that have gone cashless include Southwest, Alaska Airlines, JetBlue, AirTran, Virgin America, and Midwest Airlines. Cash-only holdouts include Northwest, Continental, and United. Delta and U.S. Airways accept both cards and cash. Both United and U.S. Airways have recently tested credit-only options on domestic flights. United Airlines officially went cashless in March 2009. The cashless is not just in the United States or on airplanes. It's debuting all over the world and in ways most people have never dreamed. Monopoly goes cashless. Growing up, almost everyone has played a hard-nosed game of Monopoly, working feverishly to drive their family members and friends into bankruptcy. My two sons and my dad love to play the game. They've enjoyed many evenings of strenuous competition. Up to now, the first thing game participants had to do was distribute a certain amount of money to each player before the game started. Those colorful $500 and $100 bills always impressed me as a young boy and stirred up feelings of greed and competition. But that Monopoly money is quickly becoming a childhood memory. That's right. Even beloved Monopoly, the popular American board game, is on the cashless bandwagon. Monopoly is introducing a new version that ditches cash. Remembering playing Monopoly as a kid, getting scammed on a lousy deal by your Weasley dad is a rite of passage, as if having to hand over stacks of precious orange $100 bills after falling victim to his cruel hotel empire. Well, apparently your memories are outdated. This is the 21st century. No one uses cash anymore. It isn't extreme or flashy enough. At least that's what Parker Brothers says, as it's phasing out cash from its Monopoly sets, replacing it with an electronic debit card system. Monopoly is changing with the times. While Monopoly is the paragon of good old-fashioned board game fun, the old-fashioned part had to go. 
Parker Brothers is phasing out the cash-based version's fun money and replacing it with an electronic banking flavor that could leave Mr. Moneybags turning his pockets inside out as his stash is replaced by a magnetic strip. New kits are completely devoid of the famous multicolored bills. Instead, instead you'll find phony Visa debit cards and a calculator which keeps a running tabulation of your riches or lack of thereof. A deal was struck with Visa to design the mock cards and readers, presumably after surveys showing that 70% of adults used cash less often now than they did a decade ago. No surprise there. When asked about the dramatic change, Parker said replacing cash with plastic showed the game was moving with the times. Monopoly is now equipped with a scanner that players swipe their cards through to debit or credit money. Who would have ever believed this would happen? The British version of the game, Monopoly Here and Now Electronic Banking, went on sale in 2006. When Monopoly goes cashless, you know that the rest of the society can't be far behind. The rest of society can't be far behind. That's the whole agenda behind this. You don't think the bankers and the people who are after Parker Brothers and somebody's got an agenda here? What is the whole game about? By having something you can hold and make exchange. It's just brainwashing. This is more conditioning young people to be able to do this and, oh, plastic card, there's no money. They won't even have the understanding concept of that. It's like what Abraham Lincoln said. We'll never be destroyed from the outside. We'll destroy our, our, ourselves. All this is part of the game. There's no, there's no logic to this. So for Parker Brothers to do that, who bought them out? Or what are they trying to, what are they trying to do? You know, we've, we've lost our judgment. We've lost everything. We've lost the presence of God, so we can't see anything. Our lady said, uh, you be prayer. These are for the people who are godless. You be prayer. You who from the very beginning say yes to my call. Witness God and my presence, and do not forget, little children, that I am with you and I love you. This is our whole, whole understanding that when we lose God, or rather our lack of understanding, when we lose God, we lose everything. We are people who have forgotten God. How does he make things? How are things supposed to work? What's the logic behind them? And we go off into this fantasy of thin air and credit cards, and, and which is everything this program is about, is not to go in debt, not to use credit cards, not to be on any of these levels where, you, where you're operating, especially specifically on a, on a personal basis, that if you don't have something, that you go buy it, on, on credit, How, why would you buy clothes because you don't have cash, but you need you you're gonna buy a pair of pants? It, it's insane. And these people are driving out ten, twenty thousand dollars worth of credit. So it's really greed, and it's a sin to want beyond more than what God's given you to provide. Provide you God, God's provided with you to be able to make that or purchase. And our whole principles are running care is that God don't give us the money, we can't do it, we won't do it. Frank? Yeah, well, when you have a, a monetary system that that actually creates money, this is devoid of God. And it's it's not an American system because the Constitution says only gold and silver be money in the United States. So it's, it's not part of who we are. Central banks and, and Federal Reserve notes are an abomination to what America has stood for and what America is. And as people turn towards Our Lady and turns towards conversion, they begin to see these things, and they say, we can't, in good moral conscience, be part of a dollar, stocks, bonds. Uh, it's an abhorrent system. It is a fantasy. It's not real. And it's, it's worse than that. It's a system that cheats, and America hasn't ever stood for that. 
We're not a nation that that cheats. It's not what we've been been founded on, and that's what uh, that's what money devoid of anything real is. It's a, it's a cheat system, and so that's the purpose of our ministry, the miraculous metal Medjugorje round. It's something that you can say when you see these things. First of all, it's going away. First of all, it it is not. So it could go away at any time. Second, um, how much do I want to be involved in this when it's a, it's a abominable to God? And so it's something that you very easily can do. Say, I don't want any part of this paper system. And you can get into a system that is created by God. It's um, something that's a, that's a fair exchange. And so if it's, if it's not real, if it's not... Um, you know, money backed by nothing isn't real. And so you, you have to exit that system and get into something that that's going to be there and that's going to um, be pleasing to God. Well, you know, I thought the the article was interesting. The Parker Brothers says it's a sign of the time. they got to keep up with the times. Our Lady says, look at the signs of the times. And so this is going into the falsehood of Satan where nothing exists and you you become in debt, you become controlled, they can be your master. You can neither buy nor sell anything. And it's your mark for the beast. It's just setting everything up. It's all there for it. And yet, we started in 2010 when I wrote what ain't going to happen and, develop, and, and designed the Miraculous Mental Medjugorje Civil Round was to give people something they can hold, something that couldn't be wiped away, something that's impossible not to have value, something that would be solid, something you could keep, something that would, 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 wouldn't deteriorate have a physical presence of your wealth stored in that, just like you store anything else in a freezer for your meat, whatever, that you've got a way to protect your wealth. And so not only are they getting to overprinting the dollars and going, making that go through inflation in the way through Obama printing $85 billion a year, I mean, per month, which is a very hidden inflation rate that not detectable, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't tell you if you could detect it. Everything's going so fast. And then Parker Brothers says, well, we're going cashless. It's just common sense. Just look at those signs. What is silver at right now, Frank? Well, silver's low compared to anything. Uh, silver, the, the ratio, your um, gold to silver ratio is important because gold is actually real money. It's uh, tremendously overvalued in terms of silver, tremendously undervalued in terms of, of anything else in paper. But uh, silver's about $21. But in terms of gold, you can get per 65 ounce. Ounce, per ounce. And uh, the reason that I, that I mention this is because gold at some points makes sense. It doesn't make sense when you can get 65 ounces of silver per an ounce of gold because the ratio has always went back to that 15 or 16 to 1. I, I think that it has the potential to overshoot that. In other words, be lower because of how silver is consumed and how gold is consumed, as it ever has been. But um, but it's 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 ridiculous when you have a Dow or, or really an S and P five hundred record, all time record, and you have copper at a four year low. This tells you it's not real. There, there's um, nothing being built if copper and silver aren't being used as industrial metals, and silver's certainly had, a, towards its low, it's had a range from 18 to 50 in the last three and a half, four years. And uh, now it's very close to the bottom of that range. 
And so these things are speaking to us about hyperinflation. What is it? What are the stock market telling us? What is paper telling us that uh, this money creation is going into this paper false system? And there's no fundamentals for for stocks to rise. It's just uh, it's a paper phenomena that's going to go away. And the silver's volatile, and a lot of people have experienced that. We've been buying silver from 18 when the book was released to 50, and then you know. Um, I bought it and everybody's bought it a lot higher than this, but when, when something's volatile like that and, and you get this divergence between gold from 30 ounces in the gold to silver ratio, it'll go up is volatile. And so it, it, it won't be long before people just, they're just going to say, well, what's, you know, what's happening, but what's make believe will be going away and what's real will be is where everyone will be moving. Well, so it doesn't matter if, if, if silver's industrial demand goes down, companies are going to be going down, and that money's going to be trying to find a safe place, and silver just makes more sense than anything in the world. And the miraculous metal has a dual purpose because, first, we want conversion, because that's what's going to solve our problems. That's the root of our problems, and that's the miraculous metal. And, and secondly, we want to be protected from an abominable system and not be part of it. Well, you have one that's... This it's just dust. It's just air. And you have something. And it's a man who made the dollar. And you have silver, which is what God made. It's that simple. And so, anybody's got any any thoughtfulness and start questioning and just even hearing something like this monopoly game, thinking about what they're doing. What's the? There's, that's just not something they think we're gonna make more money. It's agenda driven. Everything today is agenda driven. You you, you got to have a mistrust, just like Thomas Jefferson said about the government. Always mistrust them. Anything happening in the economy today by anybody, you should mistrust. Except that which you can trust. And I just told us in the message to, to trust in the Lord. What did the Lord make? The Lord made silver. The Lord, gave, the Lord made gold. And if you understand that, I said, well, it was, it was March 2nd, 2014. To trust in the blessed hands. That's about the shepherds. She says, uh, you will help them to call him Father with complete trust. So if we got to trust the Heavenly Father with, com- with completeness, then we should trust what he's made in creation, not what man's made. Everything else is folly. Uh, also, too, just to uh, mention before the end of the broadcast, because it's um, moving upon us rather quickly here, is that uh, this weekend a friend of Medjugorje is going to be uh, sharing his uh, Experience of Medjugorje and practical application of the messages into life. Uh, Friday, March the 14th in North Star, Ohio. And uh, that will begin at 6 p.m. You'll want to be there by 6 p.m. And uh, at the second location, and you had to have read They Fired the First Shot 2012 in order to attend that uh, encounter. So again, Friday, March the 14th, 6 p.m. in North Star, Ohio. There's information on Medjugorje.com, Medj.com, with the contact information, address, uh, with location information, maps, and everything. Uh, the second uh, encounter will be uh, on Saturday, March the 15th, and uh, that's in Maria Stein, Ohio. And uh, again, that uh, registration will begin at 8.30 in the morning, and uh, you'll need to be there by 8.30. Prayer will begin promptly at 9 a.m., and uh, that's open to the public. And again, there's information on Medjugorje.com, along with uh, location information, contact information, everything that you might need. Frank, you got your contact information. Last comment. 
Yeah, you can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors.com. Our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And as people move towards conversion, all our government officials have sworn a solemn oath to protect and defend the Constitution. And Sheriff Mack, who's very spiritual, and you can tell by his writings, is led by the Holy Spirit, saw this, that what he was doing was unconstitutional. He couldn't, in good moral conscience, do it anymore. And this honest money is part of our Constitution. It's part of the United States of America. And people are seeing these things more, that you have to abandon that system and return to something that's good and wholesome. And it's part of our heritage and part of who we are. And uh, that's what we're here for. And uh, we, we'd be happy to talk to you. So, um, so call us and we can help you exit the system that's going away and enter into a system for the new time. It's an amazing thing that our lady says, March 2nd, 2014. She says the word, word trust six times. When she does that, and sometimes she does, she may say the word love or something she wants to be signified to us to look into it's a message for us. And so on our coins, on our money, it says, in God we trust. And they did all that to build that up when they believed it. But who trusts in that money anymore? And is it a true statement signifying that money you can trust? No, it's not. Ray said, through obedience and complete trust in the Heavenly Father, so what issues from the Heavenly Father, what He's created, is what we can trust in. Trust in God, not in vapor, not in paper, not in electronic signals, but only in God. Once we understand that, we'll have complete trust that our future will have future. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.